Welcome to Detox for Your Life podcast, and this is the closeout. Welcome to Detox for Your Life podcast. I'm Nicole Turner, your mindset coach, helping you shift the way you think so you could change the way you live. If you're in need of a mindset coach, you can find me at Nikki Talks Mindset, and that's Nikki N I K K I. So for my last podcast of 2021, I was trying to decide what do I want to talk about? Like no one particular thing was like speaking to me. So I'm just going to pull from various quotes that I've seen or something I've heard someone say and just free flow. And I hope it all makes sense. Wish me luck. (laughs) So the first quote I'm pulling from says, do not imagine that the good you intend will balance the evil you perform. Now we've all heard people say, well, that wasn't my intention or I didn't intend to. And they think because they use the words, that wasn't my intention or I didn't intend to, that in some way or another, That's going to balance out whatever act they did that offended you, hurt your feelings, betrayed you, or whatever. People have got to get past thinking that, well, that wasn't my intention. It gives them a pass on bad behavior. The other quote was, respect people's feelings. Even if it doesn't mean anything to you, it could mean everything to them. This reminds me of the times when people try to minimize your feelings or invalidate your feelings because they're looking at things from their point of view, their perspective, through their lens. And to them, it's like, what's not a big deal? Why are you tripping? Or I don't see it that way. That happens a lot. Like people try to say, you shouldn't feel a certain way. Or they don't understand why why you are responding a certain way. Instead of just acknowledging that their actions in some way bothered you, triggered you, upset you, made you angry, hurt you, or whatever. We have to get to a place where we stop invalidating other people's feelings just because we may not have felt that way about a particular situation. So I heard someone use the words emotionally constipated. I was like, wow, okay. I'm instantly thinking about constipation. And so I'm putting that with emotionally constipated. Like somebody's backed up, like they can't release, they can't let go. (laughs) how many people are walking around emotionally constipated like they have not learned over the years over the course of life how to better have a good flow a good movement (laughs) with their emotions you may be someone who grew up in a household where all you saw the only emotion that was expressed in the house was anger or disappointment Right. So those are the only emotions that you're in touch with. 
You don't know how to show compassion. You don't know how to show understanding. You don't know how to properly show love. You don't know how to show empathy because your experiences growing up or your experiences over the course of your young adult life or adult life have been very limited. So because of that, you are emotionally constipated. Ooh, this one. Do not learn how to react. Learn how to respond. See, reactions are done on impulse. You don't put much thought into it, nor do you consider what the end result will be based on your reaction. Responding to something is more thoughtful and done with reasoning. I'm guilty. (laughs) There are some times, especially when I'm triggered, that... I'm not responding, I'm reacting. And how many times, if you just think for a second, how many times have you found yourself in situations and conversations with someone that you gave them a reaction as opposed to a response? So we've got to learn how to be responsive instead of reactive, right? So like I used to always say, I'm never the catalyst, but I am the, <laughs> the reactor, right? I'm not proud of that, you know? Um, but I recognize that that's a deficiency or an area that I need to work on. I need to get better at not being impulsive, right? Like somebody says something or somebody does something and I'm, I'm instantly like with the quickness, I'm responding because you've done something that just did not sit well with me, but I've got to get better at processing taking a pause, thinking it through, being more deliberate in my word choices before I just react to, to whatever they did or said. Ooh, your insecurity made a referral. Yeah, I heard this on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Someone said, your insecurity made a referral. So what that insecurity did was tell the person that they wanted something just the opposite of the behavior you were displaying. Sometimes those insecurities, the very thing that we're insecure about, that we're asking the person to give us assurance in, that insecurity is pushing them away. It's it's pushing them towards something that's just the opposite. It's making a referral that uh, this ain't what I want, <laughs> right? This thing that you're insecure about, which is probably not mine to carry anyway, it's probably based on something that somebody else has done, but you're making me pay the price. My peace is the priority. So you have just shown me what I don't want and has op- you have opened my eyes to what I do want, right? So that's what I take from your insecurity made a referral. Stop attaching your feelings to things that aren't meant for you. How many times do we hold on to things that aren't for us? Whether that's a job, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a friendship, whatever. We attach feelings to things that aren't meant for us. And then we get mad when we're living in misery, when we're disappointed, when 
our expectations aren't met, when things aren't going our way, because we are trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole. It's just not going to fit because it's not, it wasn't made to fit together, right? We've got to stop attaching feelings to things that aren't meant for us. This one, you want to heal, huh? That huh wasn't there. It was really a question mark. Tell your pride to lower its voice and sit down while you ask your wounds important questions. The reason why some people can't heal because their pride is all up in the way. Their pride won't even let them have a deep conversation with themselves. Their pride won't even allow them to do a deep dive into what is it that I'm carrying? What is my trauma? What is this thing that I need to heal from? We've got to get to a place where we sit that pride on the shelf because we do know the word says the pride is sinful, right? Pride has never, ever served anybody well. So if we're all on this journey of healing, becoming our best selves, we have got to let pride go away, lower its voice so that we can have a heart to heart with ourselves. In 2022, spend more time thinking about what you're going to do if it all works out as opposed to what you're going to do if it doesn't work out. And that's in love, business, and life. So what that is saying is that we spend so much time in the what if scenarios with the negative what ifs. Like, oh, what if it doesn't work out? Oh, what if this doesn't pan out? Oh, what if this relationship falls apart? Oh, what if they're not the one? Oh, what if this this venture, you know, falls apart? We need to shift that and start thinking about what if it all works out? What are we going to do if it all works out? We need to start living our lives in a way where we're believing whatever it is. It's all going to work out for our good. Stop the what if worst case scenarios and let's make them the what if best case scenarios. Don't overthink yourself out of something extraordinary. Mm-mm-mm. How many times have we overthought some things and we have talked ourselves out of it? We've been like, it's kind of like the worst case scenarios. So it is, right? <laughs> We're having that pessimistic frame of mind in our overthinking. Oh, well, what if this happens? Or, oh, oh my gosh, am I really ready for this? You know, that overthinking blocks us from actually being able to just accept and receive what is right there for us that may be absolutely amazing whatever that thing is it may be absolutely amazing but we've overthought it to death until we've overthought ourselves out of it like we've pushed it away whatever it is we've pushed it away when love finally finds you please do not self-sabotage it because of your previous experiences Learn to enjoy good things. This, this kind of goes with that, that previous one. Don't overthink yourself out of something extraordinary. Because many of us, I've been guilty of this too. I'm raising my hand. Will self-sabotage something because of the past. You know, I think in a previous podcast, I talked about how people are, you know, their anxieties. We're only as good as our last experience. We're waiting for the shoe to drop. 
we never allow ourselves to just enjoy what's right there because we're so busy self-sabotaging it based on a previous experience. So when you are fortunate enough that when love finally finds you, learn to enjoy it. Do not self-sabotage it. This next one, I saw this video that talked about this subject and I was like, OMG, OMG, OMG. I can so relate. I know some of you women listening can relate. Being called an independent black woman is not a compliment. No one ever comes to the aid of a strong person. This is so true. Like, I can't stand it when someone calls me independent. No. I think in the video, the woman used the word interdependent. Like, yeah, there is this expectation that if someone appears to be an independent black woman, that we don't need assistance. We don't need help. We don't, we don't need cuddles. We don't need soft places to land. We, we don't need to be dependent. That's so not true. I don't even know who put this label on us. I'm sure it's been there forever because the black woman has had to carry so much, but many of us have no desires to be, to be the independent black woman. So calling us that is not a compliment. It's not. And I think when it comes to relationships, the, the point of view that men have, or whomever <laughs> you're in a relationship with, the point of view that the men have about an independent woman, like, oh, she's not going to need me because men like to feel needed. Oh, she's not going to need me. Well, yeah, I do need you. I'm a woman. There are certain things that I just can't do and certain things I don't want to do. I need you. But because you have in your head that I'm an independent black woman, you're not even even welcoming the opportunity for me to receive whatever it is that you would give if you didn't think of me as the independent black woman. So stop calling us that because it's not a compliment because no one ever comes to the aid of the strong person. Make a move and God will fill in the blank or in the blanks. This quote made me think about the scripture that says faith without works is dead. We can't just pray. We got to have some actions behind our prayers. But I also read an article once that gave a different perspective on the blanks. And it used Genesis 37, Joseph as the example, how, you know, Joseph, when he was 17, he had a dream. He told his brothers that they were going to bow down to him and his brothers were angry about it. They hated him for it. They put him in a pit. They sold him into slavery. He didn't. Afterwards, he went to jail because he was accused of rape. That didn't happen. And in jail, he was the model prisoner and he was given a job of overseeing the jail. And he was really good at interpreting dreams. And Pharaoh asked him to interpret a dream. And as a result of that, Pharaoh made him the second in command over Egypt. So at 17, he said he had a dream that his brothers were going to bow down to him. It eventually came to pass. But God used Joseph's circumstances, his blank moments to get him ready for greater things. And see, sometimes God will keep you in the dark, keep us in the dark. And make us face those blank spaces in life so that our faith will be increased and our character will be developed, right? So sometimes we have to welcome 
those those times when we don't know how it's going to work out. Sometimes we've got to welcome as hard as it is those wilderness seasons, those valley moments, because what's going to happen as a result of being in those valley moments and, and leaning on our faith and developing character and growing in places that we needed to grow and we were weak. God is preparing us. It's the preparation for something greater. And see, a lot of times people don't properly handle the preparation seasons, right? They don't, they, they sit in it and they, and they, they have the woe is me moments and they think of how horrible it is and their fears take over and they don't activate their faith. And sometimes they block the blessing, right? So we've got to be okay with those blanks in life, with the circumstances that sometimes we go through, right? Because there's, what's the quote that says, uh, if you're going through hell, keep going because you're going to eventually find your way coming out of it. And, and that's the same thing with, with those blank spaces. Uh, the next quote, it all begins and ends in your mind. What you give power to has power over you if you allow it. Well, as a mindset coach, of course, I absolutely agree with this. The things that we feed our minds are the things that we bring into our lives. There's a reason why the book, The Power of Positive Thinking, was such a popular book and still is. Because even the Bible talks about, you know, the tongue brings life, uh, breathes life and death, right? So... If you want better, you got to start speaking better over your life. You got to start speaking as if it's already in existence. You got to start speaking as if you have whatever that thing is or those things that you want in your life instead of the opposite of that, right? So what people fail to realize is what you speak is what you're calling it. So if you're all, if you're saying, if you're always saying I'm broke, will you always be broke, <laughs> right? If you say I can't find love, well, you ain't going to find love. Right. So you've got to change what you're thinking about, because when you change what you're thinking about, it changes the words that come out of your mouth. The next one says tap into who you truly are and your potential for greatness. Speak it into existence every day and soon it will become your reality. That's tied into the previous one. Every day. Speak blessings over your life. When you wake up and give thanks in the morning, which is the first thing you should be doing, speak after that, speak blessings over your life. I'm going to have a great day because many times we wake up like, oh, I'm dreading this day. It's going to be a horrible day. Well, guess what? It's probably going to be a horrible day and you probably are going to dread the day. Start speaking things into existence and watch over time. If you do this consistently day after day after day after day and believe it, eventually you're going to notice you're going to one day you're just going to be like, oh my gosh. Look at how things have changed for me. Look at those things that I was speaking about, how they now become my, they become my reality. You know, you've seen the quote that says, and this isn't on my list, that says, I now am living in the things that I prayed for. I can't remember exactly how it was, but sometimes we take for granted that 10 years ago we prayed for a specific thing and now we're actually living that specific thing, right? We tend to take things for granted. But it starts with how we're thinking and how we're speaking. How far would you go for the people you love? Think about that for a second. How far would you go for the people you love? Now, go that distance for yourself. 
Because too often we give more to other people than we give to ourselves. The best love affair you should ever have is the love affair that you have with yourself. So why are you giving more to other people than you're going to give to yourself? Start being your own champion. Growth is walking away from what you're used to in order to get what you deserve. We all get comfortable. Doesn't matter if that comfort is miserable, if we're unhappy, if it's painful, if it's depressing. It's comfort. It's what we know. You heard people say the devil I do know is better than the devil I don't know. That's like most one of the most foolish things that we can ever say. Think about how much we're missing because we are staying in a place that we should have left a long time ago. We're staying somewhere way past this expiration date. And we wonder why we have no joy. We have no peace. We have no happiness. Because growth for us starts with walking away from what we're used to in order to get what we deserve. Reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. People feel like because you're on a certain path, you got to keep going. Well, sometimes you just got to be like, mm, this ain't working. I need to hit the reset button or I need to re- readjust the path that I'm on or the process that I'm taking. Restart. It's okay to start over. Who cares what other, see a lot of times people don't because they're worried about the external, what people are going to say, what people are going to think. Who cares? It's your life. It's not their life. It's your life. So it's okay to reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. So get out of your head that you got to keep going down a path that's not working for you. So I'm going to close out the close out <laughs> with a quote from Joel Leon that says, we are making new traditions. We are no longer limited by or bound to what once was or how it's supposed to be. We are making new pathways carrying out new ways of being, seeing, and living in this world. Look at us soaring. I want to thank you for tuning in to Detox for Your Life podcast. I'm Nicole Turner, your mindset coach. If you're in need of a mindset coach, you can reach me at NikkiTalksMindset.com. That's N-I-K-K-I.